Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast, conversations with today's top ministry leaders to help you lead better every day. And now podcasting from scenic Colorado Springs, Colorado, here's your host, Jason Day. Hello, friends, and welcome to another insightful episode of the Church Leaders Podcast. I am your host, Jason Day, and I spent some time this week chatting with Dave Gibson. Dave has over 40 years of local, national, and international ministry leadership experience. He currently serves as the executive director for Go2020 USA and is also a member of the Go2020 Global Leadership Team. In addition, Dave is the Senior Director of Missions and Evangelism at Grace Church in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, where he has served for over 30 years. Dave has also served as the Executive Vice President of Fellowship of Christian Athletes and as the Executive Director of Mission America. Now, on this week's episode, Dave and I talk about relational evangelism. Dave shares why he prays for Bob every single day. And I tell you, once you hear Dave's story about Bob, you will likely begin praying for Bob every day yourself. We also discuss a beautiful movement taking place right now in the church around the world and how every pastor, every church, and every Christ follower can participate, including how your church can get free tools, and resources to reach your community. So please, won't you join me in my conversation with Dave Gibson. Dave, it's so good to have you with us. Welcome to the Church Leaders Podcast. Thanks, Jason. Thrilled to be with you today. You know, Dave, I'm really excited uh, to be talking today with you about relational evangelism. And and sometimes people, when they hear the word evangelism, they sort of shut things down. And for those who are listening right now to this podcast, I want to encourage you, keep listening, because Dave has a lot to share about, really about kind of being evangelistic without being a quote-unquote evangelist. Because oftentimes we think, right, even as pastors, as ministry leaders, um, kind of kind of oftentimes we'll think along these lines that, you know, there are just certain people out there who are evangelists or certain people who have this gift of evangelism. And then we step back and we might say, well, you know, I'm not one of those people. You know, I, I'm, I'm a shepherd or I'm a teacher or I'm just a preacher, right? But Dave, you have a way of just kind of sharing this idea of everyday evangelism, really for everyone who is following Jesus. So can you just talk to us a little bit about that here in the beginning? Yeah, happy to, uh, Jason. I I think so much of it becomes a hard issue. Um, you know, you, you mentioned the word evangelism in a lot of churches, and people started developing flu-like symptoms, uh, <laughs> leaders, leaders included. And I've been a pastor for 31 years, so I'm I've walked in the shoes of a lot of our listeners here today, and I, I love the church. I really believe uh, it's God's plan A to reach the world, and he doesn't have a plan B. And uh, Jesus said, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And Yet we have uh, within the church, it, Jesus, Jesus gave us uh, marching orders, and, and they're very clear. And you ask the average pastor, you committed to the Great Commission, they'll say, oh, absolutely. And But uh, how, how does our ministry really reflect that in terms of our budgeting, our staffing, our programming, and and to really have a gospelized ministry. My good buddy Greg Steer has got some great material on how to gospelize your your church or your ministry. But uh, Jesus said, I'd encourage people to look look into that. It's a dare to share uh, ministries. But uh, Jesus said, if we follow him, he'll make us fishers of men. And uh, 
if we aren't fishing for men, maybe we're not doing a very good job following Jesus. So I mm. think it starts, first of all, with our intimate walk with Christ. And it's not a guilt kind of thing. I think it ought to be the overflow of our lives. Jesus said the good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. The evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. But for your mouth will speak from that which fills your heart. I like to say evangelism 101 in the early church was you just took your hand away from their mouth. They they (laughs) said we can't can't stop talking about that which we've seen and we've heard. So I think a lot of it comes out of a vital walk with Jesus and a love for Jesus and and it becomes contagious. So the, the, the tongue and the shoe needs to be going in the same direction as the tongue and the mouth. And if I'm really walking with Christ. So it starts right there, I think, in a, uh, being, Jesus said, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you shall be my witnesses. So, uh, but, but I think there's some practical things we can do as church leaders to help our people to develop a culture in the church. You know, you don't, build a church on programs, you build it on a culture or values, and then programs become opportunities for expression of those values. And Do we have a culture of prayer? Do we have a culture of, of discipleship, a culture of worship, and a culture of uh, people coming to faith in Jesus Christ? What, what about the early church where it says the Lord was adding to their number daily those who were being saved? And I think it's really, when you hear the statistics, it's pretty alarming. 90 to 93 percent of Christians aren't sharing their faith. And so we wonder why our churches aren't growing. Mm. And the ones that are growing, oftentimes, it's just kingdom realignment and shuffling the sheep around. And, and, but are we really growing by conversion growth? So we, we, uh, we talk a lot about, and my passion is relentless relational evangelism, and how can we help people uh, bring it up without throwing up uh, to <laughs> in, in sharing with other people. And I like to call it making, uh, that's an old uh, uh, statement from my good buddy, Greg Steer. Uh, I, I call it, uh, you know, can we make a friend, be a friend and, and bring a friend to Christ? So we're, we really build it around re, uh, relational evangelism. And I, sometimes relational evangelism, we never get around to talking about Jesus. We just work on the relationship forever. So how, how can we engage in spiritual conversations with people? Um, I don't know if you want to ask another question, but I, I could keep going on that. But uh, I, I, I think, uh, first of all, it starts with, uh, you know, understanding that evangelism is a process and, and that God is responsible for the results. Uh, salvation is from the Lord and understand that it's a work of the Holy Spirit, but I have the Holy Spirit in me. And uh, the Lord wants to manifest through each of us a sweet aroma of the knowledge of Christ in every place. You know, it's been said the greatest threat to Christianity isn't uh, communism or socialism, materialism, racism, or any other ism. It's the silent Christian. Mm. It's the Christian who's trying to sneak into heaven incognito without ever sharing their faith. And uh, we've got too much salt still in the salt shaker. Right. And uh, we, we love to be in the salt shaker and in the church, and we, we don't get out. That salt needs to be out in the world to be a preservative, to be a, a flavor, to make people thirsty for Jesus. And Jesus said, we're the salt of the earth. If the salt becomes tasteless, it's good for nothing anymore except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. And we're the light of the world. City on a hill can't be hidden. So we can't hide that light. We can't uh, keep the salt in the salt shaker. We've got to get out there. 
So how do we do that? Uh, I, I we encourage our people to. I, I I start with one. I pray for one lost sheep every day. I say, you know, the Bible, Jesus. I was just reading my quiet time. You're reading through the Bible this year uh, in, in uh, Luke 15. Lost people really, really matter to Jesus. In fact, he gives three illustrations of that. Pastors, you're all familiar with those uh, those uh, parables, those stories of uh, the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. And there's more joy in heaven over that one that re- uh, comes to the Lord than the 99 righteous. He talks about leaving the 99 righteous and going after that one lost sheep. So I pray for one lost sheep every day. I pray for that person of peace. Uh, first of all, Lord, make me more like Jesus today. Uh, I want to be more Christ-like today in the way I live my life and the way I treat other people. And uh, But then give me a, a, a natural opportunity to share Christ. Here's a practical thing you can encourage your people to do, uh, and you can do, pastor or church leader. Pray for Bob every day. Mm-hmm. Be is a burden for the lost. Uh, Romans 9, Paul says, I have great anguish in my soul for my countrymen. He says, In fact, he says, I wish I were accursed if it meant the salvation of my countrymen. But do we have that kind of burden? And say, Lord, would you start breaking my heart over the things that break your heart? He could look over a city and weep over a city. And uh, he saw the multitudes. He's moved with compassion. Start to see as Jesus sees and feel as he feels. But the burden for the lost, then, oh, is an open door. Colossians 4, 2 to 6, pray for me as well. Paul says, pray for me. Here you have arguably the great, one of the greatest missionaries ever in the history of the church. And he says, pray for me. And we pray for an open door, that God will open a door for the ministry of the Word, that we can speak forth the mystery of Christ in the way I ought to speak, and that I can make it clear. So pray for open doors, and then pray for boldness. Paul prayed again in uh, Ephesians 6, that great uh, armor of God uh, passage there at the end of Ephesians 6, 19 and 20. He says, pray for me as well that Whenever I open my mouth, words will be given me that I might fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, that I might boldly proclaim it as I should. So for, pray for a burden, pray for open doors, and then pray for boldness. Then uh, identify your network of relationships, and that's part of what we're doing here with Go2020. Uh, who are those people uh, in my relational network, biological, geographical, recreational, vocational relationships. And we're trying to get 2,020 people at Grace Church to, to be living a, a relational lifestyle, relational evangelism lifestyle. And it's basically identifying those people in your sphere of influence, people you, you live near, people you're related to, people you work with, people you go to school with. And uh, develop a my five list, five people. Can you imagine in our church of uh, five thousand, or we get five thousand plus? But if we had two thousand people with a my five, that's ten thousand people being prayed for, mm. cared for, and then we lovingly and appropriately share Jesus with them. And uh, so I pray for that one lost sheep every day, and I think that's a prayer the Lord loves to answer, and by God's grace and recent years I probably have had at least 400 gospel conversations uh, with people 
I, I just, it's just, uh, you, you, you want to have great stories. You have to take great risks. Just trust God to, uh, it's, it's about him and the, the Lord opens doors for the ministry of the word. And I just say, look for that natural opportunity every day. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love, um, uh, daily praying for Bob, you know, praying for that, that burden for the loss, that open door, and then the boldness um, to, to enter into that conversation and, and develop that relationship. And it's the, well, those prayers, Dave, are, are prayers that are they're beautiful prayers. Like you said, they're prayers that God wants to answer. And in, in a way, they're dangerous prayers because once you start praying daily in that way, um, your eyes are going to be opened uh, to to so many different things that you you know really are just kind of walking by on a daily ba- basis. Let me ask you one thing, Dave. Have you always been so open about sharing your your faith on a regular basis? Has that been something that um, from from the beginning of your time walking with Jesus, it's just been a part of of who you are? Is it something that that you know a part of your experience, your journey with God, kind of opened your eyes or shook you in some way? Well. I'll, I'll just really abbreviate what happened. I got came to Christ when I was a senior in high school. I was an arrogant young guy, totally into sports, uh, captain in all three of my sports, dating the homecoming queen, captain of my own ship, and master of my own destiny. I was really kind of a headstrong guy. And good buddy of mine committed suicide. I ended up, that really shook me up. I ended up coming to Christ. The Lord radically interrupted my life. But it really came through a period of brokenness. I went off to college, played football, and got involved. Uh, before I got involved in the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I, the Lord really broke me. I mean, I was just really struggling, as low as a snake's belly. And uh, the Lord gave me two desires at that time after really doing some really stupid stuff. Uh, that As a young believer, I wasn't growing. and But I, I fell in love with God's Word. My mom had given me a Bible. It had, it had a note in the middle that said, when you get discouraged, start reading the Psalms. And I was laying on my face in my dorm room as low as a snake's belly and saying, God, here's my life, the mess that it's in. If you can do something with it, it's all yours. I think there's only one person more miserable than a non-Christian. It's a Christian who's not walking with Jesus, and that's where I was. Mm. And I, I got into the Word, and then I couldn't stop talking about it. Um, it was at Acts 101, Evangelism 101. I couldn't stop talking about that, which I've seen and heard. And nobody taught me how to witness. I just couldn't stop talking about Jesus. Well, I got trained and equipped along the way, but uh, I really had a passion from those college days on, and I went on to uh, work with a fellowship of Christian athletes, and I got to, I got just passionate about sharing Jesus, and so I, I think I'm gifted probably in that area. There is a gifting, I think, but I think all of us are called to be witnesses. So right. that's kind of how it all happened with me, and it hasn't stopped to this day. And I just pray, Lord, renew that first love in my heart every day. And then I pray for Bob every day. <laughs> Very good. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned uh, the Go Twenty Twenty movement, and and you serve as executive director of Go Twenty Twenty USA. You also serve on the um, the global the global board for um, Go Twenty Twenty uh, International. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, the Go Twenty Twenty movement, and and how that kind of champions this idea of relational evangelism. Yeah. Well. Uh, the vision of Go 2020 is uh, every believer a witness. The vision is every believer everywhere sharing the gospel with a friend. Pretty simple. Novel idea. <laughs> Gee, the Great Commission has become the great omission, unfortunately, in a lot of churches. And we treat it like the great suggestion. 
it, it's it's a responsibility of every every, belie- every believer everywhere sharing the gospel with a friend, every believer a witness. And the mission is to mobilize the global church to share the gospel in May of 2020. It, it, the, it's, a, it's a BHAG, a big, holy, audacious goal. Uh, in 140 countries, this is going on right now, over 250,000 churches. Um, imagine... Uh, one church, a united church that Jesus prayed for in John 17, all around uh, sharing one message, the message of Jesus, with one world, uh, 193 countries in one month. Uh, between Easter and Pentecost, where Billy Graham was asked, who's going to be your successor? And he said, the church. Mm. And uh, we have these people, uh, so many people sitting on their blessed assurance, waiting for the Lord to return without ever <laughs> sharing their faith. So we're saying, hey, hey, uh, identify your network of relationships. Everyone can reach someone, and together we can w- reach the world. I love Outreach, Inc. This is what you guys are all about, and you've just been unbelievable helping uh, advance this vision. And uh, everyone can reach someone, and, and together we can reach the world. Who's your someone? Mm. Someone in your neighborhood, someone in your workplace, someone in in uh, your family that doesn't know Jesus, someone on your school campus, identify five of those, uh, your network. Then we, uh, we've got a three-life story approach. Get to know their story. Uh, we just uh, get asking for permission. If we had time, you know, there's a lot of great resources and tools on our website that unpack a lot of this, but getting to know their story, share your story. Uh, and we've got a little one minute to witness. I love to do it. Had a guy uh, just a couple of weeks ago, a gas utility guy out in my front yard when I was coming back on a bike ride. His name was Oscar. I asked him how he's doing with the coronavirus and how, how he's feeling about things. I said, tell me your story, Oscar, and uh, got to know him a little bit. said, hey, you got a minute. Do you mind if I share my story with you about my little my, of my life story? He said, sure. And I shared about what Jesus had done in my life. Just totally turned my life upside down. I said, do you have a story like that? He said, no, I don't, but I'd like to. Mm. So I, after many years of evangelism training, I perceived that it might be a witnessing opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I shared, just shared the gospel. And uh, there's a lot of great tools to help people share their, the, the gospel. Uh, but he, he uh, right there, the Holy Spirit just overwhelmed the guy, and he prayed to receive Christ right in my driveway. And he says, I feel so different. And uh, I told him, hey, Oscar, I pray every day that the Lord would put somebody in my path that I could share Christ with. And he says, I must be that person. And, uh, yeah, it's it's ex- an exciting journey. But we're asking people to do that all around the world. Yeah. And, uh, so Go 2020 is just uh, getting that person in the pew. And, and I, I tell you, you start... You want excitement in your family, uh, start having babies. I've got nine, uh, almost nine. Uh, we've got seven grandbabies, five kids, and seven grandbabies. And you know how exciting it is when you get a new baby coming into the family. We've got our youngest daughter's pregnant with twins now, so we're soon to have nine. Oh, kids. wow. But, but just how exciting it is in the church when there's new babes in Christ. Right. People come to faith in Christ, and we see baptisms, and we see conversion growth, and it just— uh, Paul says in Philemon verse six, I love how the NIV says it. I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith so that you'll have a full understanding of every good thing that you have in Christ Jesus. 
So we've got some really cool tools. We teach our people how to do a my story, get to know their story. But we got a little my story track, 500 word testimony, and uh, it ties into the gospel. It's personal, and we try to teach people how to share their story and uh, ask per- for permission. Build redemptive bridges. How do you build a bridge from your heart to that person's heart that Jesus can walk across and touch their lives? But you gotta you gotta equip the folks. Uh, Greg Steer's got some great stuff. Life in six words. We use knowing God personally. With this whole coronavirus thing, you know, we've got some incredible digital tools. I, I believe this is one of the greatest opportunities in history for the gospel. Mm. You know, Jesus met people at a point of crisis, right? And uh, met them at points of interest and points of need. And you you want to grow your church? Meet people in in their crisis and introduce them to the savior so uh you know we've got to obey the laws and keep our social distancing but i was talking to nishan my indian neighbor the other day he's raking the lawn and i'm raking the lawn and we kept our about 12 feet apart (laughs) but uh i've had more opportunities since coronavirus has has come about And, and you know it's different in different states, too. So I understand that we don't want to be insensitive to people's uh, needs out there. People are losing jobs. They're losing their health. and But we get, get enter into their pain like Jesus did. Mm, that's good. And uh, love them into the kingdom. Yes. And uh, show compassion. And, you know, there's a lot of practical things we can do to pray for them. So who can't? I think... Uh, you're never more like Jesus when you're pr- than when you're praying or when you're caring or when you're sharing. And that's what we're asking people to do, a, a little simple prayer, care, share strategy. Yeah, that's that's good, Dave. And with um, the Go 2020 movement, encouraging people, everyone to, in the month of May, um, really share their faith story with, with, with someone, right? And, um, right? and demonstrate, you know, be praying for them, as you've said, and uh, demonstrating compassionate care and then sharing sharing their faith story. Dave, I, I'm wondering why, um, in your opinion, I mean, you've been in ministry for many years. You serve in the local church. You've served in, you know, international ministry is a lot of what you do as well, and then in national ministry positions. Why is it, do you think, that it's a— challenge in a way for people to share their faith you know what what is the big the big hurdle that you you see well i think fear fear plays a big part of it fear of rejection fear that they don't aren't going to know what to say i don't think we've really done a very good job in the church uh really leading our people that way equipping the saints for the work of ministry i think we can give them tools that uh can really make it easy for people to share their faith um, I think we, we've got stereotypes of what evangelism is about rather than uh, really understanding, looking into the life of Jesus and how he met people. And, uh, so I think the fear factor is a big one. People aren't prepared. Um, and part of our job as shepherds is the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. I think one of the greatest things that to inject a lot of life and enthusiasm, I think the best anecdote for a sick church is a healthy dose of evangelism and missions. You know, get people uh, not navel watching, but but looking outward to uh, see the fields that are white under the harvest. I think one of the most exciting things was one of the first person I ever had a chance to lead to Christ. And mm. I think, you know, people start getting that. Uh, it, it becomes contagious. And, and uh, 
So I, I, I think those are some of the, the factors. We isolate ourselves sometimes within a two-year period. Joe Aldrich in his book, Gentle Persuasion, says within two years of a person coming to faith in Christ, they pretty much disassociate from meaningful relationships with lost people. So we, we just kind of get into this koinonitis disease <laughs> uh, with koinonia and uh, edification overdose, and we, we uh, isolate ourselves from the world. That's another big factor, I think. So Jesus said, I pray not that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one as, as I was sent to the world. I send you into the world. And um, he's not trying to get us out of the world. He's trying to get the world out of us. Mm. And uh, not, not the boat out of the ocean. Keep the ocean out of the boat. And uh, we're supposed to be in the world and influencing, being salt and light for Jesus' sake. Yeah, that's good. And, and one of the things about the Go 2020 movement, I, I mean, the theme is let's go. You know, it's this whole idea of yeah. let's get out there. Let's, let's you know, be active in our faith. Let's let's be looking and praying for those people who are far from God that we have a relationship with, that we can connect with. And one of the things you talked about is, you know, just kind of the equipping of the people. And as pastors and ministry leaders, you know, really kind of being intentional, I think, is the key when it comes to equipping people to um, not just saying, hey, listen, God, you know, the, the, the calling, the commandment from Christ is to go um, and make disciples and say, go do that. But you really need to, you know, as, as Paul said, we are to equip the saints, right? So we're, we're to provide tools and resources and direction and encouragement um, so that the people that God has entrusted to us um, in ministry are able to um, have that uh, confidence and, and yeah. you know, feel good about sharing their faith. And that's one of the things with Go 2020. I know you've collected um, resources from, you know, leading ministries from around the world that that this is what they do. They help people share their faith stories. They help equip people and train people to do just that. And, and uh, I know pastors and churches can download, you know, a, a free digital kit from Go 2020 that has those different resources. You've mentioned some of them, you know, from from Dare to Share. They're great resources, and and from Crew and, and other organizations that really. Um, so, as a ministry leader, you can say, okay, here's an opportunity in front of us. Like you said, this uh, COVID 19, this pandemic we find ourselves in, an incredible opportunity for us to really reach people. Um, even if it's from a distance, because we have to, you know, in wherever we live, we might have to do it from a distance, but it's an opportunity. There are people who have fears, have uncertainties. There are people going through really difficult times. And this is the time that we as the church can step up and be the church, right? I absolutely, you know, and, and uh, Outreach Inc. has just done a phenomenal job as we've worked with you, putting together some kits, like a, a church kit, a, a, a teen kit for, for students and for kids. And we're going to try, we're trying to mobilize uh, 50 million kids around the world. We've got a, a Go 2020 Kids Task Force Zoom call tomorrow morning. We've got the uh, every, uh, Campus Alliance, all the students are mobilizing and got these massive movements coming together and uh, you don't want to be sitting on the sidelines. God is moving. These prayer movements are that are converging right now. Uh, and we're, we've got just incredible tools, uh, the best of the best available. And, uh, and we're saying, do it your way too. If you've got a better way to do it, God bless you. There's one tool that I, I, I love is my story dot me. I, 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 and I send that, I'm going to send that to one person every day. I'm going to go through my uh, thousands of people in my my contact lists and 
I'm going to send a little thing. Hey, I'm praying for you. And, uh, but I've got my story, my testimony all put together on my story.me. It's got a picture of you. You can do a video on it. It's put together. It's just a tremendous tool. Uh, we've got share life training on that website. We've got, uh, this minute to witness and everybody's got a minute. And I love to pray for servers going to a restaurant and say, Hey, uh, and I'll ask them if get to know their story a little bit, just build a little rapport and say, Hey, we're going to pray for our food. I'd like to pray for you about something. And, uh, say, then is there one thing in your life we can pray for? And we've got people throughout our church that are praying for servers everywhere. <laughs> and I've had more servers come to Christ. Wish I had time to tell you some stories, but it's incredible. So I pray for them. And then I say, hey, when you get a minute, they come back and serve. you got one minute. I'd like to share something with you that's just totally rocked my world and changed my life. Just tell you my story if you got a minute. And and uh, if you've built that little relational rapport, it's amazing. And then I, I share my testimony and the gospel in a minute. We actually time our people on how to share the gospel in a minute. Everybody's got a minute. <laughs> so call it a minute to witness. And you've got that training on the website, Tom, Eli. There's just some great, great tools. But you can put those tools in the hands of your people. And uh, we're going to be doing some uh, remote training in our church here and uh, raising up an army to to go here in, in May and, and beyond. We're seeing this as a launching pad, not a one and done, but we want it to, uh, like Luis Palau says, a catalytic event can result in a sustainable gospel movement. How exciting would you, it be to see a sustainable gospel movement having happening in each one of your churches? And mm. People really getting excited about Jesus and about people coming to new life in Christ. There's nothing better than that. I, I think that verse, Philemon 6, I pray that you'll be active in sharing your faith so that you'll have a full understanding of every good thing that you have in Christ. So we're... we're uh, Praying for 100 million believers to share with a billion people globally in 140 countries and 10 million here in the U.S. Uh, to share the gospel with 100 million people. You know, pastors, the answers aren't in the White House. They're in God's house. Mm. And uh, it's if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. Our land, our nation needs healing. There's 200,000 people that have been fasting and praying for 40 days leading into Easter and into Go 2020. These prayer movements are all converging together. It's unbelievable. In all of my years, I'm 64 years old now, and I've never seen this level of United prayer, concerted prayer, in this convergence of prayer and mission coming together. And Jesus said, I, my house will be a house of prayer for all the nations. We're, we should be pray, a praying church on mission. And uh, I just want to say, don't be on the sidelines. Join the movement here. Yeah. Uh, here's, what, here's what Steve Douglas says. This is the opportunity of a millennium. There are more people alive today than ever before, more people fearful and anxious than ever before. And we have the people and the resources and means to reach everyone in the world. Mm. Let's go. That's good. That's good. Great encouragement. Yeah. And uh, Dave, if if people want to learn more about uh, the Go 2020 movement um, here in the U.S., uh, where where do they find that information? Go, Go2020USA.com. Excellent. Go2020USA.com. Go20 and... And uh, we, all of our stuff's free on the website. You can download it. We've got 
videos. Check out the video on the front page. It'll get you excited. You could show that to your church and say, hey, folks, and it's not too late to get involved. And we're not saying wait till May and don't stop at the end of May. We want to just really have a, uh, you know, sunlight diffused to warm the skin. Sunlight laser focused will cut through steel. And we're just trying to focus the church around this Easter to Pentecost window. Can't think of a better window to to be sharing the gospel and and uh, see the Lord bring an incredible harvest Excellent. to our church. Excellent. Well, it's very, very exciting. It's, it's beautiful to see the church uh, coming together all around the world. And as you said, um, you know, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people fasting and praying for this and and uh, yeah. looking to mobilize millions of Christ followers um, to to step out and to share their faith. And it's just been fun to to hear stories not only about how churches are uh, you know preparing and, and training and doing all this here in the US, but just to hear the stories around the world of uh, yeah. you know pastors and ministry leaders in all these different countries and just uh, you know revival is is already happening and and we believe that uh, it will continue to happen as we faithfully, you know, step in and uh, do our part as far yeah. as it comes to, you know, sharing our faith. Amen. Just a couple comments. Uh, I couldn't agree more wholeheartedly, Jason, and uh, such a joy to partner with you guys. C.S. Lewis said, God, uh, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciences, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. I think God is arousing a deaf world right now through coronavirus. Mm. And this is, with all of this prayer that's going on, we've been planning events and strategies. And everything. This is, God says, no, I'll allow you to experience a coronavirus to shake up all of your securities, your health. And God isn't causing this. He's not trying to inflict this on people. But I think God is using it. There's nothing that happens that doesn't go through the grid of his goodness and his sovereignty but i just think it's just a huge opportunity and that uh we we've got to seize the moment you know politician says don't don't waste a crisis you know you look historically we can't waste this crisis as a church this is when we need to rise up and be the hands and the feet of jesus care for people that are hurting pray for people and then uh, care who's someone that you can just reach out, serve, invest in them relationally, bring them a meal, call them on the phone, reach out across the sidewalk, bring a care package. and uh, But then look for a way to lovingly and appropriately share Christ. Social distancing should not keep us from gospel witnessing. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, can't quarantine the gospel. That's right. I love that. I love that. Well, excellent. Excellent, Dave. Well, we will have links um, to the go2020usa.com website and some of the other things that you referenced um, as you share, Dave. But man, it's just a joy to have you with us and and um, your, your heart for uh, sharing the good news of Jesus is just contagious. So thank you for all that you're doing and, and helping to lead this movement here in the U.S. And, um, and I just want to... Uh, encourage people, the pastors and ministry leaders who are listening in, to, to really prayerfully consider how is it that you can be the church during during this time. And um, this could be, um, you know, a, a, an opportunity for your church and your people as they are um, often right now scattered. You know, we're, we're right now, as we're recording this, unable to, to gather um, publicly. 
And uh, we think that that's going to start to be those restrictions will be lifted over over time in the coming coming weeks and coming months. But as our people are scattered, they can serve and they can be mobilized and they can be doing uh, what Christ has called each of us to do. And that is to to love others and extend his his care, his concern and his love to those around us. So go 2020 USA, super opportunity to engage and equip your people to do just that. Yeah, and it's not an event, it's a movement. Join the movement, and uh, everyone can reach someone, and together we can reach the world, and and join that movement. Let's go. And uh, Jesus said, let's go into all the world, make disciples of all the nations. And uh, it's his marching orders. Let's let's, uh, be obedient to that. Uh, Not an option to be considered, a command to be obeyed. God bless you, Jason. I really appreciate you, brother. Man, you're just... uh, rock star for the lord and you guys scott and the whole crew out there at uh, outreach inc thanks and we're together for the cause amen brother thank you so much it was uh, great speaking with you thank you for making the time to be with us on the podcast today thanks jason god bless I appreciate you taking the time to be with us on this week's episode. Every week as we are putting the episodes together, we're thinking of you, our pastors and ministry leaders, and striving to provide insightful and inspiring interviews as you seek to grow as a kingdom leader. So we hope you're finding value from the Church Leaders Podcast, and if so, we'd certainly appreciate you taking a few moments to head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Your positive reviews and ratings help other church leaders more easily find our podcasts so they too can benefit from these interviews. Again, we thank you in advance, and if you have any comments, any questions, suggestions, or ideas for guests, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email to podcast at churchleaders.com, or you can connect with me on Twitter. Finally, you can find this podcast as well as other great faith-based podcasts on the FaithPlay app. It's available for both Apple and Android, and so we encourage you to check that out as well. So until next time, this is Jason Day encouraging you to love well, and lead well. You've been listening to the Church Leaders Podcast. For articles, videos, and free resources that will help you lead better every day, visit our website at churchleaders.com. Thanks for listening.